0: Patreon users get early access to episodes one week earlier than the rest of the public. However, if you're listening to this on the 20th, we hate you and we don't want you to know. <laughs> Patreon users get early access to episodes one week before they're released on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music and many more streaming platforms. They also get access to exclusive articles written by ourselves and have the option to send us suggestions for episodes thus helping us shape the direction of the
1: podcast for less than a cup of coffee a month which we know you can afford (laughs) (laughs) for less than a cup of coffee a month you can help support grow our channel and be one of the founding members of the patreon we could give you shout outs as well and we'd really appreciate if you can do that so hop on board to our exclusive community and be part of the vrp but yeah did you see what happened on the news like this week the, the hot uh, stuff the,
0: the, yeah the hot, hot stop, wait what hot stuff what GameStop, you talking about GameStop hot stuff man <laughs> hot stuff? What? yeah GameStop. GameStop oh GameStop yeah yeah Yeah. so the GameStop stuff so yeah again Reddit started to, decided to troll the whole of Wall, uh, Wall Street which was fantastic in my opinion um, I can't like that it deserved it <laughs> yeah Maybe they you, deserve, deserve it, all that
1: shit that they gain. give them a quick background of like what happened
0: yeah so um basically in in i guess stock exchange i obviously i i don't know much about it myself i don't i don't really dabble in any of that but all right so basically um what's happened with uh all of this stuff with reddit and gamestop and wall street is that again i don't know much about uh stock brokering and trading and stuff like that but from what I understand is uh, in trading, there's something called a short. So a short hmm. is when you borrow a stock from a broker. So let's yep. say like I borrow a Game, GameStop uh, you know, stock from this guy. Uh, when he gives it to me, the stock is worth, let's say, £10. Uh, I sell it immediately. So I get £10 into the pocket. Uh, I let the value of the stock fall to, let's say, £3, and then I buy it back. So, you know, um, I have the stock again. Then the guy who I borrowed it from asks for it back. I give it back to him. So in that time, I've sold it for £10 and bought it back for £3. So I've made £7 profit. Mm-mm-mm. And so if you buy a whole bunch of stock and you do that, you can make a lot of money. You can make millions, right? Yeah. So yeah. what Reddit decided to do was they know that, for example, GameStop uh, stocks, they, they tend to do that with. So on Reddit, they were like, oh, everyone go and invest in GameStop and get loads of stocks so that when this sudden influx of cash comes into GameStop, the stock value goes up. Exactly, yeah. yeah so what's happened now is these brokers, these guys on Wall Street who've spent millions and billions on you know short, short stocks have lost millions and billions because per stock, now let's say, I think it was one stock share for GameStop was like $420. So imagine they bought it for 10 pounds. They sold it for 10 pounds. Now the guy that they bought it off wants it back, but the stock is now 420 quid. So you're losing 410 quid per stock that you originally took. (laughs) It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I love it because when the financial crisis was happening and people were doing like, you know, Occupy Wall Street, there's a picture of the guys in Wall Street looking down at the people on the street. They're laughing. They're taking pictures because a lot of people forget that in the 2008 financial crisis, stockbrokers actually ended up making a lot of money wall street made a lot of money they didn't necessarily you know um face the the repercussions of the 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 financial crisis that it was mostly the middle and working class that felt the ramifications of it so yeah. you know if there ever was a people to lose money it'll be them um and yeah. you know it, it went even further because uh basically why this even escalated even further and now people like AOC and Elon Musk and Ted Cruz are all on the same side which is a sentence I never thought I would say but the reason they're all on the same side is there's a trading app called um, Robinhood yeah and uh, also, I believe Trade212 done this as well, but I'm not too certain, so I'm, I, I don't I There was, a couple, them. Them. was a couple of them. It was actually a couple of
1: them. It was a
0: couple of them, but basically, these are apps where your regular person can go on and they can buy and sell stocks. You don't need to have like a stockbroker's license or whatever. You just go on there, put in your details, you can buy stocks. And what they decided to do was, and I'm quoting them, uh, because of the extraordinary circumstances of what was happening, they decided to uh, unlist GameStop stocks, so people couldn't buy it. So in essence, what they were doing was making sure that the billionaires kept their money. Probably it was that, worse. It was it, worse. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, it, regular people couldn't buy. So it, it, it
1: wasn't even just that. They didn't just pull it off, but they made it so you can sell, but you can't buy. So they said, although you can't buy, you can sell your stock, essentially forcing people to try and sell their stock to regain whatever value they have, hence uh, devaluing the stock
0: yeah yeah and so then That's the whole, the redditors were like uh you know what no just hold your stock hold your stock don't sell it so now there's this like back and forth with reddit and you know uh wall street which you know what i think if you know about the guy who created reddit who was all about the freedom of information he he really wanted to make you know um knowledge free uh his name was alan schwartzman alan schwartzman adam schwartzman i think um and i think this is kind of like what his legacy is really just giving it to these private businesses he tried to you know monetize everything and you know i saw i think it was the new york times they had an article out and the the heading which they put on twitter was due to greed and boredom a lot of people have caused the massive uh like crash in the market or something like that and it was like oh it's greed when we do it It's greed when we want to make some money in a legal way, but when you guys do it, it's called a short and it's not a big deal.
1: Look, You know what what really bothers me? I don't know whether people are listening and thinking, oh, what's so bad about shorting? Well, what shorting does, it destroys businesses. Basically, you bet against the business. So you know, most people, what they do when they invest in a stock is that they believe in the business product. They're like, you know what, we agree with this company. Let me invest in them and help them grow. And when the business grows, obviously people get more jobs, etc. What What the shorting does is it goes against it. So you you are hoping and kind of forcing the business to crash. You know how evil that is? Like people's lives, livelihoods, you know, people depend on this. Imagine the people working at GameStop, uh, GameStop, like, you know, they have families, etc., And these multi-billionaires uh, hedge funds are essentially crushing the businesses. Like it's crazy just for their own gain. So it's totally evil. Like just to put that out there for the listeners, like in case they're thinking like, you know, oh, what's wrong? It's just money. Like everyone's just trying to make money. And on top of that, what really bothers me is that it's supposed to be a free market economy, yet they're able to rig the market as in to stop people from trading. Like this is Oh, this is culpable to inside trading, in my opinion. Like, it's crazy. I, I don't know how they're going to get yeah. away with it.
0: I believe they had the um, one of the Cuomo brothers, the one not the one who's like the mayor of New York or whatever, but the other one who's a news anchor. He, he had on the uh, CEO of Robinhood. And he said to him, what exactly was your reasoning behind doing this? Because unless you believe that there was fraud, which there clearly isn't, there's no fraud involved. And unless you believe there was insider trading, which there wasn't, you know there's you don't have a right to stop people from buying that or buying that stock you, you yeah. don't even control that you're just an app you're a third party you're not somebody who has the right to stop people from buying uh buying that stock the only people you can do i believe are like the new york exchange or something i don't know there, it's like a different body of government almost that has the right to stop Anyone from buying that stock, but they can only do it in very specific circumstances. So it's clearly what they've done is against the law. You're not supposed to do that. And in fact, people have um, filed lawsuits against, against these companies now, which I think is only right. And as you said, it's supposed to be a free market. So, the whole notion is you know, you go into trading and you, the regular guy, can make money. And now that the, the regular guy has found a loophole, or not even call it a loophole, it's just been kind of frugal and managed to find a way to legally make money. They're not breaking any law, they're investing in stock. And as you said, unlike shorting, they aren't investing in GameStop because they want GameStop to, cra- to crash. They're investing in it because they want his value to go up. Yeah, exactly. Because they want to buy it at 410 and have his value go up to 1000, let's say. But when a broker does it, they sell it at 10 and they want the value to crash so they can sell it back to the person that they originally got it from for a lot cheaper. So, the, yeah. you know, the intentions are completely different. And as you said, these hedge funds, they've got millions and billions, but the moment they start to lose money, all of a sudden, oh no, sorry, this is unexpected circumstances. You can't you can't buy the stock anymore. It's ridiculous.
1: And you know, there's like rules and regulations. What's, what's messed up is that hedge fund, um, uh, hedge funds, don't fall under the same rules so they have like a specific license which exempts them from sec regulation which is like the us uh, commission corporate commission regulations which regulate uh, everyone that's um essentially essentially trading on on the stock market so a person like you and me would will basically get a slap on the wrist for this kind of behavior but because they are they have official licenses and they're above the law they don't get regulated the same way that we do which is insane guys like how is this even allowed i mean it's obvious like it's obvious that they're in bed with the government as soon as it came out you know they were able are you serious they were able to pull down all the like most of the apps that people use were pulled down for the stock and there was a reddit there was a reddit guy who actually works at robin hood who released um who released a statement saying that he works within robin hood and Uh, He knows that they've had meetings with these hedge hedge fund uh, companies to basically they've decided to take it off. So that's that's insane. It just shows the whole thing is rigged. Like even the media came out to say, you know, oh, these Redditors, I I read something saying these Redditors are, you know, right wing people. And but but it's all obviously just spin to try and discredit people. I mean, yeah, within uh, I I think 44 million people are now following that post. Within forty-four million, you do expect to be—you know—you do expect some nutjobs jobs to be in the comment section. But to say that that is—that is, that is hardly, I mean, but it. it's crazy. What What's funny
0: is they're kind of accidentally left-wing because they're crashing Wall Street. And one of them actually posted on there saying, "Like, there's millions of us. There's less of them. We have the power. We just need to unite." And I'm like, "Have I stumbled across like Marxist Reddit or something? What is this?" But was it, it? it was. It's yeah. insane. It's insane because what's interesting
1: like, is that, like, it's brought everyone together. I wouldn't say it's left wing. I, what I no, see, no, I, I, even Donald Trump's son is supporting I, the movement. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, no, no this, is right what, this, is what this is what I meant.
0: This is what I meant. Like, AOC, Ted Cruz, and Elon Musk are all on the same side because this is such an affront. This is such an in your face kind of way of saying we're rich and we're going to do whatever the fuck we want. It's so out there that even someone as rich as Elon Musk can't sit there and say, Oh no, actually I'm on the, cause if he says that, then it's very obvious what, what side he's on and he doesn't like to be very obvious with what side he's on. And so it's like, even someone like Ted Cruz and Elon Musk can agree with someone like AOC in that this is absolutely corrupt. This is unbelievable. And it's like, it now is, it really has pushed that thing of wall street against us, regular people sort of thing, yeah. which I think is, which I think is amazing. I, I'm very much for it.
1: Um, do you think it'll be just any, strange? Like, yeah. Do you think the government will support the hedge fund brokers, or do you think they'll actually rein in on them? Because I no, think no, this, they'll,
0: they'll support they, them. They'll support them. They, they, when there was a financial crisis, they were bailing out banks left and right. They don't, you know. At the end of the day, the government helps the rich, takes from the poor. I mean, like, the fact that they're called Robin Hood and they, they've literally taken from the poor and given to the rich is just so funny to me. Like it, the the Irony in the fact that you're called Robin Hood and this is what you're doing is just like, you're, sh- robbing, you're robbing the hood. You're making the game the stop. You're making the game stop. You said I'm about to stop this game for real. Like it's,
1: I can't believe it. I just cannot believe it. But like if they did some, they used some blatant like market manipulation. Do you not think like for me the way I see it is that this is like a turning point. It, it thank God it came out. It's so random, but I feel like this is gonna be very important because this is gonna expose. Whose side the government really is on? Even in two thousand and eight, you know they got the um, they got bailed out, but it was kind of like you know people relied on the bank, so that was the excuse. Now there is no excuse. It's it's so clearly greed. They're so clearly in the wrong. Let's see how much the, how far deep their hands go in the government's pockets. Let's see how far they can pull the strings because this is just going to expose everything. And I think people are like waking up. I mean, I think
0: that's wishful thinking in the sense of you know so many things have happened in the past like 10 15 20 years that could have led people to just wake up but they don't and i feel like the government again as always is just going to bail out the banks and bail blatant. out wall street it's too blatant it is blatant i know but you know the same could have been said for the financial crisis as well like the way it was handled do you remember the guy who came on to bbc and he was like i'm very happy that there was a financial crisis i'm making loads of money he was a banker who came on
1: No, but I think it's slightly different, man. Financial crisis was global. They couldn't really blame the banks directly. I mean, we all know, but like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't as in your face. This is blatantly, they took down the stock shares. They're obviously trying to crash it. Like, it's just pure greed. Like, it's very obvious what's going on. I I don't know.
0: I think think if this is what it takes for you to realize that these are bad people, then, you know, even if you were to find out, I don't think you'll do much about it to be honest with you. I do have to say though, I feel very vindicated in my political opinions in the last 10, 15 years that I've held. Because I'm like, damn, I was I, I know I'm I know I'm right, but I'm just I'm just getting vindicated every day. Every day that something like this happens, I'm like, yeah, I'm right. I'm actually in the right. I don't care what anyone says, I am right in what I believe because this is just is next level. I mean, this is like you said, it is very important. I'm not trying to downplay it. This is a very big moment, and what happens next is going to kind of define the relationship between banks, hedge funds, whatever, and and just the general public. So, I, I you know, let's see how it let's see how it plays out. Let's see how it plays out. Do you have any stocks in uh,
1: GameStop? Or?
0: No, I don't. But I might I might uh, put some money into digital currency because I think that's the next thing. So, as we are recording this podcast right now, everyone's investing in something called the uh, Doge Doge coin dog coin i know you know that fake you know that meme dog d-o-g-e oh yeah 10 15 years ago they made like a cryptocurrency with that name just as a joke and now everyone's investing in it
1: um because they're like fine i think it's so stupid i hate cryptos as well i'm not gonna invest in that but um it's like very volatile It's, it's you can't predict it like you have no like markers to tell you whether it's gonna go up and down it just depends on like people's feelings for example today elon Hmm. musk changed his profile picture on twitter as a bitcoin um bitcoin uh, profile and he did Hmm. something similar last year to basically like peak the bitcoin price for it to crash so he can make money (laughs) so i feel like he's doing it again like it's just stupid people just buy into it and it's just highly volatile and risky unless you really know what you're doing which no one really does i don't know the funny
0: the funny thing about it all is like uh now everyone's investing in in that crypto so i would if i was gonna if i was gonna invest in something i might invest in cryptocurrency although i understand it's very volatile but i would invest in it in the sense of i know it's about to blow up because whenever Elon musk mentions something it blows up in value um so he said the other day oh i love etsy and etsy's stock prices just went up immediately which is Mm. crazy that one guy can have that much influence on the stock market anyway but um, this is my you know, point I might, I might, plays on it um, yeah he like, obviously plays on it he manipulates it so if I was gonna if I was gonna do something like that I would, I would invest in whatever Elon was about to big up and then quickly sell it before it crashes but I don't know enough about cryptocurrency I don't know enough about stock market trade I just don't know but then again so... what is
1: what is what is quickly sell it till it crashes what is that I, I don't know that's you what I'm know. saying
0: I, I don't know like I don't know these things that's So if clear. I was to I no probably would do yeah. crypto but it, I, I don't know what they are so uh, uh, that's the thing. I guess. I guess even even these actual supposed traders that you know, whenever you tweet the word trader, you have like a million guys underneath your comments saying, "Oh, I can make you millions a week." I guess even those oh, guys don't know, about yeah, those pyramid scheme idiots, like even them, um, you know, whatever it, it is, what it is. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting to see what's going to happen next. But that is basically the general gist of what's happened with Robinhood, GameStop, you know, Elon Musk, AOC, all of these people getting involved. If you see it, that's basically what it is. It started off with a Reddit, you know, channel page, whatever community, whatever you want to call it, buying stock in GameStop, which really fucked over Wall Street. That's what it is. If you're a listener now, you know, you can go out there and talk with your friends and then seem very knowledgeable about what's happening. You know, you're welcome. You're welcome. We don't we don't do this for the thanks, but you know, thanks would be nice. Anyway, carry on, Steve. I think you. Uh, do you want to speak about anything else?
1: Yeah, so I guess we can bring up the the breaking news today. Uh, Europe are basically uh, halting imports for vaccine jabs into the UK. Um, they say it's not it's not due to competition, and they do say it's to protect European interest. But I have a feeling this is um, this is the beginning of something we're going to keep seeing in the future of basically a battle between the EU and whatever you, the UK and the Western bloc is. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard about it, Erin. What your
0: opinions on? Um, so, I think let me let me let me get this right. I think I saw like a YouTube video on it, which was basically the AstraZeneca vi- uh, vaccine. So, not all of the vaccines, but the one made by AstraZeneca yeah, yeah. and Oxford. I believe they they like they partnered on it or something. Um, if if the vaccine is made in the EU and therefore has to be exported anywhere else. Um, you need to get special uh, you know special signatory approvals to have it delivered to your next country so not everyone can just get it like before like you can't just our orders. sorry yeah no that's what I mean so like if you have ordered it from the EU which is I guess where we're getting I think we ordered yeah. like a crazy amount anyway so now you need to get extra approvals yeah, on there which can amount, cause yeah. it to be delayed or they can just turn it down um, but I guess some countries Like was it Bosnia um, And other countries which have like you know Diplomatic relations with the EU Where you know they're in a bad situation It's like humanitarian crisis or whatever They can continue to get it But the UK isn't on the list of countries That are considered like exempt From these new regulations Because obviously we've just left Europe
1: Do you think it's targeted? Do you think this is a targeted policy?
0: I, I think we're going to see a lot more of this sort of thing Because we've had a very messy divorce with the EU and so I think at any opportunity where they need to cut off some of the you know fat, uh, yeah. they will they will send UK uh, up the river or down the river. I don't know what the saying is, but <laughs> yeah, they, I I feel like uh, yeah, I, it seems a bit yeah, it seems a bit. I don't know. I, I I don't. I'm not necessarily. I did vote to stay in the EU, but I'm not. I'm not necessarily someone who's like, oh my god, I love the EU or anything. And yeah, this does yeah. seem quite vindictive of them during a. During a you know a pandemic, I know that their rollout wasn't as successful as they were hoping to be. But to basically say to the UK just because we left, it seems like it's very personal uh, for them to just say, "Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna stop the distribution." Yeah, I think there was. Know, it's it's a pandemic. Ahead. I mean, it's a pandemic. We've given the order. We have bought what was it, sixty million vials? Like we bought a lot of it. So yeah, yeah, we bought
1: for them to just say, "No, nah, no, nah,
0: now we're gonna we're gonna put in these new." new rules and you might not even get it or you'll get it really delayed we're going to prioritize europe and not you it just seems like in bad faith i'm not i'm not happy with with that development i, think I don't this know much is the about start it. you tell of, me like,
1: more. i think this in my opinion this is a start of like geopolitics between us and europe i mean like we're obviously divorced completely now and so now it's going to be who's we're going to f- f- scrap over resources in this sense so this is a resource let's not get it twisted. Like. <laughs> If you have this resource it's going to be very good for your nation you know you can just get people back to work etc and uh we've already seen it with like the t- intense fishing talk um i think that was just although it wasn't that important i feel like that was like the foreplay to what's coming and now we're seeing stage one um i think we're going to further see these kind of things um because we we also know that the uk has increased their defense budget by quite a bit which you know coincided with the divorce with europe so <laughs> Whether that be cyber or whatever, I think we're they're expecting friction of some sort, and I won't be surprised. Um, this is this happens everywhere around the world. It's you know Europe's not exempt from it. Where 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 there's a rival or someone who's not in line with your culture or policies, there's going to be some kind of friction. But how far it's going to go, I don't know. But it's a really interesting move, especially at this time. You know they could like you said they could have done it before Brexit. They knew we had the orders before Brexit, but they didn't. They done it afterwards, so uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think um, this is going to be the start of something that we, I think, going to see, you know, quite often. Like we're going to see a back and forth quite often with this. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I I just I don't like the way things are going. Just generally speaking, I mean, we've obviously botched the handling of this pandemic anyway. People have been stuck in their homes for a year now it's you know what two million deaths globally we've left EU the EU's acting vindictive like this they're acting like you know very catty with their behavior and it just Mm -hmm. it just seems like things are going to spiral and get worse and worse which I mean at this point it's like you know you blame the government and it's so obvious but then you see their votes go up in every poll and you're like why I just feel like we're in a bit of a zoo at the moment so I I just want to get out of out of this whole pandemic first and then just you know slowly try to improve things bit by bit but i just don't know if that's possible under this well, government for the being... for the
1: future of the uk do you think we need to form a new group like for I mean, example I, I can give you an example there've yeah. been suggestions of a new canzac mm-hmm. group so basically what canzac would be is the uk canada australia and new zealand to form as a um, kind of a, a new block let's say do you think so, it's, it's vital for UK to find the new bloc, whether it be with America or with Kanzak or whatever? I mean,
0: you know what? These things are so complex, and there's so many different things that you need to consider when you talk about these sorts of alliances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first things first. When I was when they were first discussing this whole Brexit thing, what they really what what the people who were voting for Brexit wanted, the ones who weren't necessarily just you know frothing at the mouth racist but the people who had a kind of an idea of what they wanted with brexit their argument was quite simply you know countries like uh, india countries like china they're rapidly growing economies uh, if we can trade with them without the restrictions of the eu if we can piggyback onto their growing economies we will end up in a more financially strong position than if we were within the eu so the whole notion was that we can trade with anyone however we want once we leave the EU, so we don't have to follow certain rules and regulations of the EU because we're our own country. That was the I guess that was explained to me by somebody else who, who was kind of pro-Brexit. This is what he explained to me as his way of thinking when he voted for Brexit. So clearly, if if that was why you voted for them, then, yes, we do need to do new agreements with different countries because was, wasn't that the whole point? If if that was the whole point of the leaving the EU so that we can do trade with other nations on our own terms, then yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's go and trade with other countries. But if for example, America turns around to us and says, sure, we'll do trade with you, but you have to give us the NHS, which was kind of what Donald Trump was aiming for. I mean, is it worth it? Is it worth losing your your free healthcare to do trade with America? Again, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I know it's a very complex thing, but you know, what are going to be the terms of the nations who want to do these sorts of trades with you, yeah, yeah, what are they going to ask for? It's it's very easy to just say, oh yeah, we'll just do a trade deal with New Zealand. Well, New Zealand's run by a fantastic prime minister, from all accounts. I don't know much about her policies, but just the way she's handled the pandemic, she seems like she's very bright and very sharp. So we're going to send in what Boris Johnson. We're going to send in Boris Johnson's cabinet. We're going to send in Boris Johnson's advisors to go and deal with a woman like that who's so intelligent and knows exactly what she's doing we're gonna get think taken boris, to jo- the boris
1: johnson's gone dude boris johnson's gone i mean i i give him like a one one more year or whatever I but mean, he's, there, he's there not was, gonna stay
0: yeah there was um what was it uh, there was like some newspaper articles coming out saying that he he potentially wanted to quit once brexit was done or once the va- yeah, yeah, yeah. coronavirus pandemic was done which i mean even okay let's say he leaves Again, look at his entire cabinet. They're just all incompetent or they're just pure evil. Like, imagine a world where Piri Patel is the is the prime minister. That is, that's like, okay, yeah, let's, but,
1: just, let's just I become feel,
0: a full-blown dictatorship then, if that's the case. Like, I feel uh,
1: like, though, we're looking at Piri Patel, but then on the other side, we're looking at, what's his name? You know, Mr. Labour in disguise. <laughs> oh, okay, Keir so, No, he's yeah, fucking yeah, t- so, This is what I mean. mean. Like, we're screwed. The
0: options are awful. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, there yeah, is
0: yeah. no actual opposition in this country. Now, Scotland wants to leave, they want to go independent, and I don't blame them. Not mm-hmm. one single city in Scotland voted for Brexit, but now they have to leave. They have to leave. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it, it's if as a nation we don't want to do something, but our idiot neighbours want to do it, and we, then we have to do it as well, then of course, eventually you're going to say, well, we don't want to be your neighbours anymore, we don't want to be a part of any cause. But this is
1: what I mean, maybe. like, I think the next step has to be something hugely positive. And I think that, that would be like a, a big group formation. Although, that you know, a lot of people that voted for Brexit didn't want um, the laws to be elsewhere. You know, they were complaining that a lot of the laws come from Europe. I think we need to form a new group and have... Um, and obviously, with a new group, you need to have a generic law system. But of I think it's yeah. vital, like not just for trade, but also militarily. Like we always forget because we live in a time of peace. But, you know, groups form because it, it's a safety, like it's for safety, you know? They can rely on each other and people don't pick on them knowing they have a, uh, an alliance. At the moment, the UK is just, you know, the UK by itself. Europe's I mean, are, are we, and... we are still in NATO though, right? We're still, yeah, we're still in NATO, but how effective will NATO be? I don't know. I mean, since Trump, you know, I feel like Trump really, really brought NATO down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He was always blaming other members. Europe is already thinking uh, maybe NATO and the alliance with the US is not the right idea. I feel like they're going towards more of a European um, coalition, militarily as well. They've increased a lot of their budgets. I feel like the NATO era is dying off um, and it might be clever. Uh, Anyway, regardless of that, having a block or another alliance will, on top, add more safety. So, not just like economically, militarily. and Also, we need to do one that's culturally sound because, again, frothing out of the mouth people, you know, if we do an an alliance with India, I don't think they're going to be very happy. So, this is why the canceled. But then this is this is
0: the problem with where we're at as a nation now, because we'll say, Okay, look, we're out of we're fine. You got what you wanted. We're out of the European Union. Mm-hmm. We need to now do trade deals with China, with India. And then those same people will be like, No, we don't want that either. But it's like, you know, you can't have everything you want. You know, it's like talking to a petulant child. Like you you can't just say no to all trade with everyone Because that's just not sustainable either yeah, yeah. So uh, we need to find the middle ground Like I said, I, I, obviously it's very complex We can't just sit here and say Oh, let's just do a trade deal with America With New Zealand Without knowing what that trade deal is going to entail But like you said We do need to have some sort of agreement Some sort of new block formed somewhere Because it, like, as you said It's not even just financial It's you know, uh, In terms of defence, militarily uh, you know, in terms of culturally, all of that, we need to have some sort of block in place. So, oh, I don't really know, man. I don't really know what's going to happen next. And mm-hmm. I can't believe this is where we came to with the conversation <laughs> starting off from uh, Reddit, Reddit group almost killing Wall Street to now here. Um, <laughs> well, we go
1: deep. Like the, yeah, the we listeners go deep. really get yeah. You know, do you <laughs> want me to take it deeper? Do you want me to take, yeah, it, deeper? take it deeper? Take it right. deeper. Here's a theory I came up with on the weekend. <laughs> last weekend right go ahead so prior to like the let's say the 1900s it was more like um we had colonies right we had the colonial Mm -hmm. era you know we had uh, the ottomans we had the brit the france there were huge colonies into the 19th century countries started forming right so we had like the nationalist era where Mm -hmm. people just concentrated on their country and nothing else right you know, Turkey. Uh, well, the Ottoman Empire collapsed into Turkey, uh, thanks to Atatürk, who was really into the nationalism. You know, Germany with Hitler was very nationalistic. You know, the nationalism vibe really, really spurred on.
0: Yeah, Italy like Yeah, all them. Yeah, yeah. Italy
1: and now exactly. Yeah, they, they've just concentrated on themselves. I feel like now we're moving into more of a civilizational era, where you know now we have Europe, and Europe has its own kind of flavor and civilization, and perhaps we'll form, uh, the UK will form its own civilization group, as in like us, Australia, Canada, because we share commonalities with culture and it becomes like the UK civilization. And I don't know what you think about that, but like, as in the government... So you
0: you feel that we've gone from like big empires into small nationalistic states, and now we're expanding again into like big blocks where we consider each one a different civilization almost.
1: Yeah, like our own culture and we're quite separate though.
0: I mean, it it looks like that, and that is worrying because that sort of thing will continue to push the Dem vs. Us narrative. And the Dem vs. Us narrative has caused countless wars in the past. And there's people who fetishize war, which I never understand either, because I promise you, if you were to go to a war, you're more likely to be murdered within the first five minutes of it than you are to walk gallantly out in front of the battlefield with all of your hero medals and claim victory. So... Uh, you know, I, it's, it's I'm kind of worried about it, and at the same time, I'm like, you know what, just let it all burn to the fucking ground. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so I'm very much in the middle. It depends on what what uh, version of my manic depression we get that day. But um, I think, yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm. I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried, but I do think that you are onto something there with that because I do feel like it will become almost like the English-speaking countries against the others if we continue yeah, going down yeah. this path.
1: I mean, like China has all its own civilization as well, which is trying to affect. You know, I mean, we had the oh short the plug, Belt and short Road. plug. Go on, Evan. Give him. It,
0: we had on Professor Kobayashi uh, from SOAS University in season one, and we talked about the Belt and Road Initiative. So, if you guys want to go and give that a listen uh, in season one, Belt and Road Initiative by the VRP podcast, you'll find out a little bit more about the moves China is making in the Far East. Uh, and you understand what Steve means when he says that they're building their own civilization out there as well. Yeah. But yeah, carry on, Steve.
1: Yeah. So, we you, you know that's affecting like local uh, countries. You know, I was talking to my, Ta- uh, my Taiwanese friend who, you know, he, he tells me that a lot of the sentiment that's in Taiwan now is starting to turn. They're trying to, they're starting to think that perhaps it's a good idea to be part of um, the CCP. So, you, you you know, you see what's happening in Hong Kong. Obviously, it's more attritionalist, but they're trying to uh, pass on their culture and their, their ties with the region to form a kind of groupage as well. So, I don't know. In my opinion, like everything we're seeing now is just a precursor to things like absolutely crumbling like they did, you know, uh, after the, um, the empire era and a rebuild of of culture and civilization i don't see it being sustainable like this is part yeah. of it this GameStop thing is also part of it i think it's going to be a cultural turn on the u.s in the future maybe not now but we're going to look back in history and be like hey here were the precursors and this is what happened afterwards
0: i mean it's it's just fascinating to see because we've talked about this non-stop on this podcast we've talked about how with the use of these different social media apps and websites how that's going to change our society and how you know, all these things are going to happen. We had on uh, Jonathan Bertrand on our debut episode of season two, and we talked about this a little bit as well, about online personalities and uh, you know, social media dependency and so on. Um, We talk about artificial intelligence. We talk about all these things, and we're kind of seeing a culmination of it all now, where you know, Reddit is really taking Wall Street to the bank right now. (laughs) Like they're (laughs) They're really giving it to them, and this has caused a massive, as you said, kind of It's like a big legal, it's like a legal gray zone almost, where it's like, okay, what do we do now? Because clearly the Redditors haven't broken the law, but they've absolutely generals the system. So what what are we going to do now?
1: And this is going to happen again.
0: Yeah, and it will happen again because they're going to look
1: for it now. They're going to look for hedge funds that are doing this again.
0: Exactly. Like, just as I said, they were all saying, let's give our money to this dog coin currency because we don't want to use your currency anymore. So they literally, the Redditors, the 44 million people, they're saying, well, there's more of us than there are of you. Fine, you want to hold all of our dollars? We won't use dollars anymore. We'll use cryptocurrency. Do You know what I mean? Like, it's this is going to escalate, and it's kind of interesting to see how from Reddit, like a social media, I guess it's a social media app, uh, how such big societal changes are coming
1: into play. It Shows what people can do when they get together, do you know what I mean? Like poor people as well. People just have like internet uh, connection yes. and they joke around on yes. Reddit. What people can do once they're on the same side. The Vindication, I've been oh, screaming Jesus. this for years. Oh uh, no, if I <laughs> please, Mother Russia, don't come over, <laughs> bro.
0: I'm, I mean, I've said this for years, isn't it? Like, if if the you know the poor not even the poor in our side if those who aren't millionaires and billionaires got together they could really just do whatever they wanted and this is a direct result of just people getting together and saying hey you know what there's more of us than there are of them we can do what we want
1: yeah yeah. it's really i'm very very happy you don't understand when i saw that news i was over the moon dude because it's like finally we got them by the balls like we actually can fuck with them and let's see what they're going to do next. And what they did next was very, very shady. And you, you know, they filed lawsuits now and it's, it's great. I love it. You see, you see, you see this kind of action and violence. Yeah, you see this mental violence. I love it.
0: <laughs> we need to see more of this. We need to see more of this. Um,
1: yeah.
0: You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I think, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to lead. It, it's, before I I used to feel that I could predict what was going to happen in the next year or two in politics quite well, mm. but as we move more and more into this chaotic kind of mix of technology and social media and banking and all of it, like, where all of these stuff start to intertwine, unpredictable. Yeah. It's so unpredictable, and on top of that, throwing a pandemic. It's like I saw a tweet the other day where it was like day thirty five of the pandemic. Oh, I baked the cake. Day ninety of the pandemic. Oh, I miss my friends. Day three six five you know, a man with horns has taken over Congress, Dave yeah, 400, yeah. Reddit has just crashed Wall Street and there's an Wall insurrection Street, on yeah. Reddit, like you you really don't know what's going to come next it's really hard to predict Um, but yeah like maybe, I said, there's some class action lawsuits going on right now against Robin Hood um, so let's see, let's see what happens let's see what happens, maybe
1: if you, so we all know Biden's in power now, he's passed a few laws I don't know if you want to speak on that or
0: yeah, I think um, a lot of what Biden has initially done at the very beginning was repeal some of the stuff that Trump put in in the first place. So, like, I think he said that uh, Trump put in a law saying transgender people can't be in the army, so he's repealed that. I think he's paused. Yep. He's not he's not lifted, but he's paused student loan payments. So he hasn't canceled mm-hmm. the debts, but he's paused them for the time being. So I think, I think he's made some changes, and he did make a statement about potentially... Um, getting rid of like private prisons, which is huge, which is yes, huge in yes, America. That is, I mean, if you know anything about a private prison uh, industry within America, you will know that that is absolutely massive. So that is like, mm-hmm. that is dangerous territory for Biden. I mean, for Biden's health, uh, that is dangerous. Um, I'm absolutely 100% behind it though. So if he does want to do that, that is fantastic. But how that would happen, how that go about, I'm not too sure. So, yeah, I mean, uh, early days, I guess he has, he has come through and made some changes, which is what he promised. So, you know, you can't fault him for that. Um, I'll never be, like, pro-Biden or pro-Kamala Harris or whatever, but I can't fault someone until they give me something to fault them for. So, so far, well, I feel like they haven't... I mean, I don't know if they've done anything mad. You can enlighten me more on that, but...
1: Well, I, well I'm going to put this out there. I do agree with um, Biden you know, equalizing the trans uh, people to be able to serve in the military. However, he did, did do something quite controversial in the sports uh, area where he, um, he mandated it for, uh, for all schools to allow uh, people to participate in sport for the gender they identify in. So what this affects is basically the women's side of sport. Um, obviously, we all know that men and women's sports are separated um, to, due to the physicality differences. And uh, essentially, he's allowed transgender people to compete in women's sport. I don't know what your opinion on, on that is. But for me, I disagree. I, f- I think this is the wrong way from Biden. And I think this is going to affect a lot of young girls uh, for scholarships, especially in the U.S. Um, I don't I mean, think it's my, a correct my, approach.
0: My thought is that the government shouldn't be involved in that sort of thing anyway. So, like, each individual sport should be able to determine w- how they want to run it and what they want to run it with. I mean, I, I can see the arguments for and against it. To be entirely honest, I don't really care that much. If I'm being entirely honest with you, like it, it, for me, it's about how far can you push the human body. I don't care what you identify as. So if you're, let's say, running hundred meters, um, I don't care what gender you you know uh, identify as. I don't. You can you can compete in whichever whichever one you want. I just care about how fast you can run. To be honest, so for me, I I, I just I don't know why that the the politicians need to make that decision i feel like each individual sport should have some sort of federation like you know football has fifa and whatnot and they should be able to make their decisions on that but um like i said for me what matters is how
1: good you are at the sport i don't necessarily care about but like you say that but then why do we separate men and women sports well it's obvious right because it women women will not shine if we allowed them to compete together
0: well, I mean, I guess you can, you can make that It's, argument, it's, it's but absolutely it's... impossible.
1: Like, for example, you, you know, like the Women England team, when they practice for the World Cup, they bring in high school teams, well, secondary school teams to basically train against. And there's a well, reason male, why. Male, male, uh, male uh, yes. Okay. High school males. And there's a reason why. It's because it's just biologically we're different, right? We just have bigger hearts. Uh, we're obviously pumped full of testosterone from the age of 12, which is a big difference. I mean, this is why big bodybuilders use steroids. Um, I've I I, I do I do see the importance of having a separate um, categories for fairness and to to allow like-minded people to compete because then that's when Serena Williams come out but if if you put Serena Williams into the men's category which she herself admitted you know if she if she herself admitted if she was against Andy Murray she'll lose like six love so I mean, again, it's a complex topic and it's something that I'd like to do an episode on um, with, with someone who's more knowledgeable. But uh, yeah, I do I mean, think I, this, is bad, this is a bad move from... Uh, uh, yeah, Biden. I
0: don't... I, I mean, I, I get that argument. I do. But at the same time, I think, like you said, it's very complex because, y- you know, at the same time, it's, you don't want someone to feel that they've been discriminated against. But I do understand the argument on the other hand. It is a difficult one and then you have these anomaly anomalies in gray areas like the Castorsemania stuff. So if you guys don't know about it, Castorsemania was born with I believe um, an X X Y chromosome. so she had she had two X chromosomes and uh, Y1. Um, so I think I think biologically she could be classified as male or something. There were, like there was something dodgy going on there. I can't quite, I can't quite recall the exact.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was an exactly. anomaly. Yeah.
0: yeah, So she was like an anomaly. Like, so, like for example, I wouldn't like count. I wouldn't
1: count her as like. I wouldn't throw an anomaly with uh, transgender people because they're not anomalies. Do you, do, you, do you know what I mean?
0: No, no, I get like that. One systematic
1: mean, like, and one's uh, like uh, causal.
0: Mm, I mean, I don't know. I, it's it's if we can have someone on the podcast, maybe who can defend for, and then someone you can defend against. Then mm-hmm. I think it would it would make for a good conversation. But it is a very complex issue, and. Like I said, for me personally, when politicians get too involved with stuff like that, I always feel like, are you doing that because you genuinely believe in what you're doing? Or is this you just trying to play to, you know, like uh, get votes basically to show that you're woke and to show this. I would I would say that each individual sports FA should make that decision based on what the sport is. So like combat sports to an extent, I'm like, no, I do think that they should there's be. No way. Know,
1: like separate. <laughs> like Let's not joke yeah. around. Like combat sports, there's no way, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, but again, then there's weight categories, but then I guess the bone densities are blah, blah. Density, so like, Yeah, yeah, it's yeah you know, it, it's, it's these are complex things, but I feel like each individual sport should be able to have like an FA which can determine what will and won't happen going forward. But it's complex. It's a complex issue. Um, I'm, oh, not to, I'm not yeah, looking it. at that sort of stuff too much from Joe Biden. I'm looking more on his global policies
1: like you know well, what it's is... pretty global I, I i don't know i mean you you did say no, like, no i mean is this, it, this is the part no, no, i How
0: but... I many on terms of like for example what is joe biden going to do in the middle east is he gonna pull back that troops? Is he gonna no, no, add no, we troops yeah. we don't know these things that's what what i care about more i don't necessarily care about i mean in not that it's politics. not an important issue but i don't care that much about the internal politics of what he's, what he's proposing and doing in, in terms of those sorts of things I care more about on the international scale what is the American military going to do and what yeah. sort of like for example what are they going to do in Venezuela now that he's in charge because they've been fucking around in that country a lot mm-hmm. so I want to <laughs> know what he's going to do now that he's in
1: charge what, you're what on it, my two bits is yeah, going to go back to status quo I feel like uh, uh, yeah, yeah was a bit yeah. of a jump like he mm. jumped things a little bit not too much but it was a bit different I think we're going to see the status quo um, politics again, you know, where like, again, the the defense industry has their their main man in, in charge now and it's just going to go back. We're going to go back to constant war with places. Uh, we When I say we, because we're part of the group, I guess, but like America really shouldn't be in. But let's see, let's see. What's your opinion?
0: I mean, yeah, I just feel like uh, Joe Biden as you said, we'll do, we'll, we'll do some things that are seen as more progressive, especially within the country, um, you know, social policies and stuff. And people will be like, Oh, how great. But then when it comes right down to it, I think everything will just go back to pre Biden era politics. So pre uh, Trump era politics, where everything will just be restored to the way it was, um, which in my opinion was still bad. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see, like I said, I will fool him when I see the things that he does wrong. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, I don't see anything that he's done which I can say, oh, no, that's so wrong. I, I can't really see that. But when when I actually see what some of his policies are going to be and what he's actually going to do, then I'll fool him. I was the same with Trump. I didn't just automatically go, yo, I hate Trump, period. I first listened to what the guy had to say. The guy, what he had to say, I didn't agree with. And so I was like, fuck Trump. But, you know, uh, let's see what Biden does. Let's see what Biden does. He, he I would have personally, I would have personally voted for uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, because that that's he, he's more in line with my yeah, sort of same, yeah. ideology. Yeah. I would have voted for Bernie Sanders, same way that he, over here I voted for Corbyn. Um, but you know, that's life, isn't it? Yeah. He's in charge. Yeah, Let's yeah. see what he does.
1: I don't know. So far, he's uh, the policies have been reversed. So it wasn't really anything on his side that he's really done, if that makes sense. Yeah, this he's is what just I'm saying, like, He's just reversed... Unpopular Trump, Trump policy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on that. I'm not saying then it's not a good thing. It is a good thing, but we don't know what he's proposing. Do you know what I mean? I, I want to see what he's going to propose. You know what uh, I want to see? This, yeah. What I want to
0: see in particular, they spent many years talking about the children that have been caged by ICE. Now that, now that Biden is in charge, I want to see what he's going to do about that situation. Because... Let's you see, know everyone uh everyone was talking about donald trump and how he done that He's an atrocious thing he's a disgusting human being for continuing it but everyone forgets that that was the whole ice holding people in cages and stuff like that it started off in the it's obama industry obama industry yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was about to obama say. um well not industry whatever the word is administration he started off in the yeah. obama administration which joe biden was the vice president of so let's see yeah. now what happens when he's the president is he going to turn around and say, okay, we need to bring all these kids back to their parents. We're going to stop detaining people, taking their children away from them and holding them in cages like they're some kind of fucking animal. Do you know what I mean? It's atrocious. So let's see what he does on those sorts of things. Those are the things that I care about. I don't really care about all of the social policy that he's going to bring in in America. Uh, You know, I I would like to see it be more progressive, of course, but I'm not going to, you know sleep and wake up thinking about that i'm thinking more about what is he going to do in the middle east what's he going to do for you know migrants coming into the country you know the prison prison system thing i'm going to keep an eye on that because i think that's very interesting that he's even made that statement let's see Yeah. let's just see
1: let's see though a lot of things can be said and then i mean obama did something similar where he said a lot at the start and then you know throughout his campaign it just really ended up being another Bush. <laughs> I mean, I, I
0: remember at the time I was young and naive and I was like, wow, this is going to be an actual change. Yeah, gonna to see yeah. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be brilliant. And then, you know, he came to power and he was just the same old. He, he, he was the same old American devil with a nice smile. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, a, yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. it was the same old, same old. So let's, um, yeah, I mean, I never have, to, I'm never too optimistic about what America will do, especially globally. You know, yeah, I think the only
1: reason why it, irks, it irked me the uh, the school uh, sports things because I'm very into sports and I, I I think highly of sports. And one thing I don't want to do is ruin the uh, women's um, you know female, especially in the U.S. where you know the scholarship system is very important for people's education, especially in low-income areas. So if this if this skews it, it doesn't just affect sports. I mean, yeah, most people don't care, but it also affects people's educations and opportunities. So this yeah. is one thing, I'm not going to lie, this is one thing I stand against. But when it comes to the rest of his policies that he's reversed, it's been good. They're, they're obviously good things. But I'm, like you said, I'm interested in seeing what he does instead of like what he cancelled from the previous administration. What changes are you brave yeah. enough to make? Let's have a look. Let's see in the future. Say what you want about Donald
0: Trump, but we've said this many times in the past as well. When he came in, he changed things up. So although we don't agree with the policies that he put out, he was at least brave enough to put them out. Um, and now, you know, Biden controls the Senate, he controls Congress you know, Congress or whatever, you know, I I'm, don't want to get into all of that because I don't quite understand how all of that works. But as far as I understand now, he can pretty much put out whatever law he wants and pass it through both the House and the Senate or whatever. So, you know, let's see what policies he actually puts out. You know, let's not deep beat a dead horse, but, you know, again... Let's wait to see what he does. So anyway, if you enjoyed that conversation, then, you know, do like, do share, do tell a friend about it. Tell just one friend about this podcast. And, you know, hopefully we can continue to grow. We're having some listeners in multiple countries. Uh, So, you know, we had some listeners in Brazil, in Taiwan, in, you know, Malaysia, in Indonesia, in all of these countries that we never really expected when we started off this podcast. So we are growing and we want to continue growing. So if you want to help us out with that, there's two things you can do. The first being, just tell one friend. Just tell one friend to listen to this podcast episode, and that will really help. And the second thing you can do is, for the cheap, cheap price of £2.99, you can subscribe to our Patreon, where you will get episodes a week early, and you'll get uh, articles written by us that nobody else will get, and you can actually even give us topics that you want us to discuss. So you just message us on Patreon. You say, hey, guys, could you talk about this in the next podcast episode? And we'll do that. You can even ask for special guests. You can suggest guests. Uh, and it's only $2.99. I mean, we understand we're in a pandemic. So we're not, you know, we're not pressuring anyone to give. Uh, we are more than we're more than happy for you guys to just listen to this for free when it Pressure comes them. out. But <laughs> <Pressure>. <laughs> no, no, but we're more than happy to. um you know we're more than happy to just give this content to you guys for free. But you know, if you want us to grow, then do sign up to our Patreon. We are happy for you to sign up to our Patreon. We like we'd like for you to sign up to our Patreon, but don't feel pressured. Uh, we understand as a podcast. But thank you very much, and we'll see you in the next episode. We understand,
1: but you, you, you know what we're all about, innit? <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, okay, Steve, it? Uh, Steve,
0: why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You
1: that was bloody brilliant.